Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello all and welcome to another Sunday Q&A, this time brought to you from the bottom end of the barn, from me and Steve. Steve the six foot wooden man, who you sometimes see in the background. The kid's up on the table working on um, the latest interior design project, so I'm uh, down the end. So, which is fine, that's okay, it's very comfortable down here, very nice. So, on to it this week, what have we got to talk about? Um, yeah. Another week closer to Christmas, always pleasing. A few things have happened. Um, there's been a video go out. You know, I've got that other channel, the um, Circuit Channel. Uh, they've launched one, uh, one of my latest ones. The five things I like the most about being a courier driver. Uh, left hand. I'll do you a link. Um, it might be worth a watch. You know, I kind of would like some comments on it. It's not all about me. You know, well, it's not all about me. It is me. Uh, but it's not all about my channel. But um, just sort of throw you over there. If you do like them, do us a favour. If you hit the subscribe and hit the bell. Everyone loves a subscriber. But yeah, I just thought I'd just throw that one out there anyway. So, But this week on this channel, we've been mainly, a lot of it is still coming over from last week. We're talking about backloads, about why should you actually charge less money for a backload when you've got to do the same miles anyway. Uh, yeah, a few comments. Uh, Ian Merrick, our man in Scotland, he turns around, he says, backloads are a con. He said, what other industry expects return trip to work after lunch to be less than the outbound work in the morning? So it's a bit like, you know, if, if you sort of you stack the shelves in the morning, we charge you eight pound an hour. If you stack the shelves in the afternoon, it's only four pound an hour because it's the afternoon. doesn't work, does it? He says, uh, do marine freight shippers charge less for shipping loads back from China uh, on their way to China? No. Um, they do it for the, do they do it in air freight? No. Rail freight? No. All it means is your client pays more and um, ends up, sorry, all it means is your morning client pays more and ends up substituting your afternoon client. I don't get the backload rate. Fuel, maintenance, insurance, covering journeys, all the same. He said it seems ridiculous to me. If I get asked for a backload rate, my clients get the standard rate. Simples. And I think he's right. I think all the way along, um, bearing in mind that everything on the CX is kind of backload rate anyway, because the back of the CX is a backload platform. If someone on the CX is asking you for a backload rate, they're asking for a backload on a backload. I do also understand. I mean, a job pinged up and um, earlier on, and I spoke to the shipper, and he said, I haven't got the money on it. He said, it should go on the pallet network, but it can't because he's got a 10 a.m. booking. So he said, whatever happens, I'm probably going to have to sell this job for less than I'm getting paid for it. Now, I do understand as a shipper, sometimes you're up against it. But then I always think you take the rough with the smooth. You go, well, I've earned money on jobs A, B, C, D, and E. On job F, I'm going to have to lose a little bit. And you do kind of have to go across the board. But then on the shipping side of things, I'm pretty new to the game. I'm still sort of, um, I'm very much like the cold face, like, you know. Um, but going on to other comments, uh, uh, Adney Drum says, read the CX backload category um, in Brolio. He said, I'm completely Godzilla on this. It's, it's basically sharp practice on the part of shippers. If they can get away with it, quote for a job with what you need. The, long, the longer people take the hit, the longer it will continue. I think, again, I've always said also, if you quote the money that you're happy with, 
quote what you are happy with to do the job for. And if it just so happens that you are picking out close to where you are and dropping it off across the um, road from your house, and you think, well, it's going to take me home, it's no big deal with me, and I do really want it, so I don't want to lose it, and you quote cheap, fair play to you. But sometimes, even if that's the case, I'm thinking, yeah, but hang on. If they don't pay me this money, no one else is going to do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go in big. It's a gamble. If you, The cheaper you get it, theoretically, the more chance you have of getting a job. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you might be the only person quoting, so it doesn't matter whether you quote a quid or a thousand pounds. If they need that stuff moving, they're going to pay you. So, But it's a gamble. You've got to read between the lines. You've got to work it out. Like, you know? um, a Yorkshireman's Daily Grind says... Um, Hang on a second. Yeah, sorry, that one's in the next category. Um, and finally, uh, Steve SDD Services says, no chance of any backload. It's time and a half or the key don't turn. Simple. Deb Miles is bankruptcy. Again, don't don't give the jobs away. If you're doing it too cheap, end of the day, it's your livelihood on the line. So I also did one, as I said, all... Um, Last week and after this week, I've been running. Um, I've been running the lorries as well as running myself. It's been an interesting experience, um, particularly when I got the phone call to say that I've got a cracking off, um, um, foot cracking off my windscreen. I had to pull the lorry off the road and get the windscreen sorted while trying to sort my own stuff, own stuff out, like you know. But so I did one on how shippers must feel. I did have one particular firm that run me twelve times in space of one job. Where is he? Is he here? Is he, you know, uh, Godzilla says in that case, I suspect you've got a nutter on the bus, or in this case on the phone. Um, I know certain companies will follow up a call and ask if he's loaded. Look at the app. An ETA, look at the app, <laughs> you know, and a quick one asking, how's it going? If I've not got there and dropped, um, you know, instantly, look at the app. That's what it's there for. It's true, although sometimes the app doesn't update as quickly as you want it to. And I'm sitting there looking at it going, right, it's telling me he's half a mile away from um, collection. He told me he was half a mile away from collection half an hour ago. And you ring him, you go, where are you? He says, yeah, I'm on a bay. And I'm like, okay, it's not always the fastest. But on the whole, it's pretty good. So I think, you know, a little bit of faith as well. I was speaking to Al about this. And so we get these phone calls. So are you sure you know what you're doing? He's sometimes kind of like, yes, we do this every day. You know, so and also Yorkshireman's Daily Grind. He said, "Sorry, I, I, I flipped over, didn't I?" He says, um, "I know it's like I used to run three thirty-two-ton tippers and drive a hookload of myself. And if I try to keep everyone organised and getting calls from customers all day long, glad I'm out of it. It's painful. It's fine if you get the phone call and they go, have you got a truck for the morning?' Yes, I've got a job for it. Okay, fine, send it through. Because if they're regular firms, you know they're going to send it through. You know the price is going to be right. That's fine. What you don't get is I'll call I'll call a customer, the magic job. That's always there, like you know. Or if you're going to get grief, then it just becomes complicated. And you can't do it. It's a danger. So I'm very pleased they're back off holiday. They had a nice time. Please had a good break. They're back. Also this week, mm-hmm. jobs on the periphery. Uh, domain name guy says. This is where you take jobs. I've had this a lot recently. Today I went to Grace, dropped off. I ended up, that was the only job I did today, but I had other stuff to do. Everything's London, either in and out of London. It puts me into the zone. It puts, every time I drive past the camera, it's 100 quid. It makes me uncompetitive. Having said that, I'm going to Bermondsey on Tuesday. Uh, they're paying the zone charge as well. They're paying me very good money because it's Bermondsey and not everybody wants to do it. I don't mind so much. It's not far from the elephant. I used to go there all the time in a truck. Uh, so, Domain Name Guy says, he says, 
um, on the jobs in the periphery, this is kind of about tramping and ways around it. He says, driving a van is ideal for a single person that wants to see and enjoy travelling through the UK and doesn't mind sleeping in the van. Um, for example, if a normal person gets a job on the CX, picks up a pallet, or delivers a pallet, etc., they need to lose money getting back home on the same day. But if a driver on the CX doesn't need to get home uh, the same day and... Um, you know, weekends and stuff. You could spend the weekends at the coast. Uh, you could drive. The, you know, you wait for the right job that pays more money, and it proves uh, more profitable because there's zero miles travelled. There is a very big argument for tramping. And yeah, if you're young and if you're single and you want to see the world, it's not a bad way of doing it. Also, domain name guy's got his own stuff out there. He's doing kind of shorts on um, how to make money on. Um, on the stock market when you're looking on your phone and stuff like that. I haven't had a lot of chance to catch up on it. I presume the reason you do it on the phone that way rather than that way because that works with the shorts. But if you're going to do the long ones, turn it that way. That's case better. But, um, yeah, so check him out. He's out there. He's doing the thing. Um, also, because I said, on areas you don't want to go into because I said Lincoln's not always the greatest. Godzilla says, he said, oddly, I've had two jobs from Lincoln the last two weeks. Uh, pulled a run out of a place that almost instantly, almost instantly both times. Playing with a desktop... Um, put in what, what's listed today and including sold to see there's nothing coming up he said I just seem to be getting lucky having said that I didn't bother with the skeggy job today spam past it uh, no point no airport can't think of a single thing uh, to make this so it was um, unlikely I'd be getting anything out there if you got lucky you can do it has happened before I've been in Lincoln before and then suddenly a job pings up 10 miles away and it was first five or six planets moving over to Slough and you think, oh, brilliant. Also, Jim Allen says, he says, um, he says Lincoln's been very good for me both in and out. Uh, one bonus of a periphery job, and I think this is a fair point he makes, is if a return does appear, and you usually have little to no competition in the area, so you can bag a decent rate. Agree agree with the, the explanation, I Pete. Yeah, Al Amsware, once I said before, he was in kind of Skegness, and a job came up from Skegness to Bedford. Uh, it was a small van. It was back in the day. He quoted him one ten a mile. He said, I'm in a Luton. It's going to cost you one ten a mile. Because, because of the, you know, of the extra expenses, he said. But you've got to decide quickly. Because if you don't, I'm leaving. I'm going to be out of here in ten minutes. And a bloke said, "Look, he said, I'm going to have to take it. I need to move the load, and nothing else is going that way." So he got one ten a mile for moving an envelope, and that was back in the day. They seem to be getting more now. But on the whole, I still think you're better off not going to prefer. I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding the jobs aren't really the, the, the quantity of job for this time of year is surprising me. And I, I thought, um, like I say, today is a Friday afternoon on the exchange. Wasn't, wasn't, there was a few jobs on there, but nothing. They were going to Glasgow or Edinburgh or Bristol. I didn't really want to go to Bristol or into the zone. Can't really go into the zone, so I pulled it. Don't know how you're finding it. I'm finding that with the less jobs, I tend to be, tend to not want to go to the periphery areas and try to be a little bit keener. Well, not so much keener, just try to be on it a bit more. Right, so we've got a quick one from the wise guys here. Um, on the wise guys. Now, we're discussing where the weights and measures were, whether you can take it to a weighbridge or not if you think you're overloaded. And there's, there's been a debate between two guys, between Godzilla and the urban trucker. I, just, I would just like to say, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I would say, um, firstly, that I, I value both your opinions. You've, you've brought an awful lot of knowledge to the channel, and it's truly appreciated. And I think, ultimately, when it comes down to the weight thing, I don't know quite how it works out. I dare say I could Google it and I could ring the ministry and I'll probably get three different answers from three of the same, but from three different people in the same department. What I believe is, if you think your van is overloaded, the best thing you can do is say, take it off. Don't move it. Just tell me, I'm looking at the springs. That's too heavy. 
I'm going to ring the ship up. I ain't going. I think erring in the side of caution, if you don't move it on a public carriageway, they can't get you. The shipper might not be happy about it, but surely that's got to be better than facing a fine or facing, you know, infringements or all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, we've got to be clever about it. And you can tell. I think once some guy put two pallets on my on my Luton of liquid, they were like meter square pallets. And I went, how much is this way, mate? And he went, I don't know. And I'm thinking, no, I don't know either, but I've got a pretty rough idea. One pallet square, one metre square pallet of liquids a tonne. That's got to be two tonne. I went, no, one, it's coming off. So that's what you've got to do. Mm. And then I say, I do appreciate both your sport as Godzilla's and also um, Urban Trucker has said, because we get them out the the, the um, advert in the newspaper. If you're applying for an advert in a newspaper for your operator's licence, I was, the guy said, one of the guys asked the question, can we use any local newspaper? And I said, well, I don't know. You, you want to contact them. You don't want to put the advert in the wrong newspaper because the advert can be anything between 180 and 300 pounds. You don't want to do the money. Home and Trucker once again has come to the rescue. He says, you can't advertise in any newspaper for the operator centre. I believe the newspaper has to have a 5% readership in the area you're applying. He said, I would recommend that people check this before putting the advert in. Yeah, double check. Um... The wording, definitely double-check the working to make sure it's correct. What they tend to do is they tend to have something on their site. And all you, they give you the wording, and all you need to fill in is the appropriate things. But make sure you fill it in properly. Don't make a spelling mistake. Don't write Van Gogh transport rather than Van Gogh transport. Because when the thing comes back to them and say, no, this isn't right, you've got to do it again. It's going to cost you the same money for never again. Um... He said, because otherwise you'll be rejected. He said, personally, I recommend a company called Legal Ads, which will sort out the best newspaper, the right readership, and have a template on their website that's approved. My advertising cost is about 75 plus fat with them. I heard some right horror stories, people saying they paid as much as £800 to put their advert in. I don't, I think I did try the Legal Ads thing, and the guy came back to me with more money than it was if I posted it directly. But certainly try it out. Get quotes from both. And see which one's best from you. So that's a company called Legal Ads. If you think you're putting your operator's license in, give them a try. Do your research. It's not that hard. I've no, I've, I didn't get a company to do mine. I did it myself. I made a couple of schoolboy errors, uh, which I, you know, which I've listed. But um, do your research. You will get there. It's just a matter of time, you know. Right, quick one on trucks before we're moving on the miscellaneous. Uh, Christian Gray says, uh, "Hi Pete." He says, "What is your minimum turnover per day?" Around £400 in seven and a half tonne. Um, it's asking because I'm hoping to set up one day. Cheers. I aim for £400 a day. That's my target for the day. Some days I don't get it. Today I didn't get it. Today I got 250 I picked up in Sandy, drove to Grays, drove home. Sat around for a little while, waiting for something to come up. I could have tried harder, but it was a Friday afternoon and I'd overhit my target for the week and I've got other stuff to do. I've got to do this. It's got to be done. I've got to do Christmas decorations tomorrow. Time, you know. Um, but yeah, on the whole, and that's, that's kind of that's relatively easier to. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Normally, my, my target for the week, for the day, is £500. I really want five. But then you've got to bear in mind, like I said, you've got to take your exits out of that, your fuel, your wear and tear, your mechanics, your inspections, your parking. It sounds much nicer than it is. I'm not trying to brag about how much money I'm making because it's a... Uh... When you jump for all the hoops for the trucks, it's kind of what people expect to pay because it's kind of what it's worth, like, you know? And for what people are getting in small vans and loot and vans 
Am I making that much more? Probably not, not at the moment, but I do like me trucks. So you do you. So, miscellaneous. Alan Bray says, he says, cheers, Pete. How are the comments going to work now? You're on different platforms. You can't go back... Um, you can't go back and read the comments that someone could have commented on a different platform. Also, are you making? Are you not making less money because you're getting less views from each platform? Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Still waiting for a video. Why is the loot and better than a long wheelbase? Did I promise that? I don't remember that. I'll have to write that one down in the book. Um, it's it's not so much about the money to me, Alan. I'll be honest with you. It was just a matter of getting it out to people. And if I put it out on the podcast thing, I kind of figure that people can listen to it when they're driving. As for getting to me, I've said this before and I will say it again, please leave the comment somewhere after a YouTube video. Then I'll see it. Don't send me a message. Don't send me an email. That I did a, I did a, a video today about, uh, well, this is Sunday, so it's two days ago, about the fact that my videos are being used at some university in... Um, um, America, about speaking Cockney. I saw it by accident. It went in my junk email folder. The odds of me getting that were like 100 to 1. So if you're sending me an email, if you're leaving me a Facebook message, if you're sending me a normal message, and I'm not getting back to you and going, I'll send him a message and get back to me. This is why. I don't see them. You've got to bear in mind, I drive for a living. So I don't, I'm not driving down the road checking, I'm not sitting in front of a computer checking me computer to see who's emailed me, who's messaged me. What I do is when I get to the end of the week, like Friday, I go to the videos on YouTube, I trawl through the comments, I see what questions are out there, and I do my best to answer them. So if you want to get to me, get to me by the YouTube comments. Otherwise, it's just, you know, otherwise, I apologise if you sent me any messages in the past and I haven't got back to you, I never saw it. Right. No Name says, um, yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. Hang on a second. Hmm. It's interesting hearing your discussion between the proportion of jobs that you are winning for the equilibrium between too cheap and too expensive. You suggested you should be winning 75% of bids or 50 at a stretch. Um, HRC Big Beardy recently suggested he wins one in five, 20% of the bids. That's quite a different approach from you both. You're right. And neither of us are right on that scenario. Excuse me at all. Yeah. Um, he might have the right. He might have the right plan. Hang on a second. Yeah, sorry about that. Amazon delivery. Delivery drivers. Gotta love them. Christmas is coming. Not that makes any difference in this house. Uh, yeah. So I suppose the dilemma is: is it better to wait for the right job, or is it better to bid good money and get the good money on the jobs and just do the jobs you want to do, or is it better to sort of take the job, get running, take the job, get running? It's all just a matter of personal preference. My fear was that I'd like, um, I'd bid, and if you bid high, then it wouldn't come in, bid high, and I'm starting to look at my watch now, it's nine, ten, then the job's starting to disappear, and I'm thinking, I could go for the whole day here and not go to work. So I found a system that worked for me, where I was bringing in the money that I was happy with, I was out there, I was doing it, I was working, I was happy. I'm not, I didn't say that, I'm not saying I'm right, I'm saying it worked for me. You guys have to find a system that works for you. And if you find that the big beardy system is actually better for you, that if you quote higher and you only get 20% of the jobs, but at the end of the day, when you do your breakdown, you go, yeah, okay, well, I haven't worked as hard, but I've done less diesel, I've done less work. And do you know what? I think I've actually earned more money. Go with that. You do you. I've never said to anybody, this is the way to do it. I'm just telling people this is the way that I did it and it worked for me. You do you. Um, 
Van on a run says, he said, I'm probably in between one in five and one in ten in busy areas at the moment. Um, if I want every other job, I'll be selling myself too cheap. So he's gone the big beardy way. Maybe I do. I mean, some of the, you know, I said about a small van that maybe you've been 60, 65 pounds. A lot of you have come back and said, no, it's too cheap. You've been a pound a mile because you need a pound a mile. Absolutely fine. I, I, okay, that's, the, that's, the way it is. that's the way it is. And I'm happy to pass that one on. Uh, you do you. Uh, Van on the Run also says on the Delmate things, he's using it, he says Delmate is a bargain. If doing a lot of delivery points, and especially if you're doing different areas, if doing light haulage like me, it's worth having for £40 a year. Well, £40 a year ain't too dear, is it, really? I mean, was that breakdown to about three, three fifty, dollars a month? So, what's that, ten pounds a day? It's not dear, is it? Like, you know, so... Um, it says, I find it particularly good for residential addresses, but less reliable in finding business addresses, particularly businesses on industrial estates. I wish people would give some context when they stay, um, when they stay pence per loading mile, length of the job has a big effect on it. It's like I got £8 a mile for a long wheelbase job recently, £40 minimum charge for a five-mile job. But, yeah, well, you've got to bear in mind there's a time aspect in that as well, like, you know. Um, I wouldn't get that rate for a 200-mile job. Uh, IMO, the, the common quotes for the CX rates are like a pound a mile for a long wheelbase is about right for a 100-mile job. P.S. I sadly can't listen to you. Oh, he said, he said, I can't listen to your podcast while driving because it's too quiet. The Paddy Power ad before it was loud enough. Not sure if you can turn the volume up a bit. I don't know. I've only just started doing the thing. I didn't even know it had adverts before it, so that's nothing to do with me. Um, if you can adjust it, if anyone else has got problems with the volume, give me a shout, and what I'll do is I'll email them or I'll get in touch with them and go, apparently your podcast is a bit quiet. Can you turn the volume up, please? Um, or I might be able to change the volume up a bit when I upload it. Hmm. Maybe try that. Let me know if my podcast is quiet. I'll do something about it. Uh, Mr. Bruce says, at distribution centres where you hand your keys in and stay in a cab waiting, I found the best, you know, because it gets freezing cold in the cab, is I found the best way to carry a spare key in my hand. Um, and that, of course, makes make sure the key is, is off. Yeah, so I basically take the key off. And, or I have more than one key. Um, just don't get caught. So presumably, if you decide to turn the engine on, you're sitting there with the engine running, someone's going to go, how is your engine running? <laughs> I did hear one interesting story about uh, Lewis's one, where a guy at a distribution centre, I'd say for the sake of argument, he'd driven from Liverpool to London, at the distribution centre, couldn't be bothered to hand his keys in, so he, he didn't want to hand his keys in, so he handed the keys to his car in. Instead of the key, the key, you know, the key ring to his car, rather the key ring to the van, got his paperwork, drove all the way back to Liverpool, went to get in his car, and realised he'd left his car keys back in London. Oh dear! I just do as I'm told. They want the keys. They can have the keys. I've got a night here, so it's not in the world. Can't listen to the radio, but I've got that uh, pad thing now. All right, to make videos, or you know, plenty of things to do on a bike. Do a video about that one day. Uh, right. Also, I want to draw attention a bit to the COVID thing here. Uh, Barry Smith says, just to remind everyone, COVID is out there. He said, I went out on the 1st of December into London to pick up a job in Uxbridge in the congestion zone um, and got stuck with a double pallet. 
that they wouldn't have had returned to Uxbridge for something, you know. Um, not a good day. So he basically said, went home feeling very ill. He says, he's got the symptoms now. He said, I've had all the jabs plus, and they probably saved my life, but I, I've got, I am in pain and having it, it's losing, it's losing him two weeks in the month before Christmas, and he probably won't be getting back to work till January. Um, yeah, we've all got to do the thing, haven't we? Um, oh, and Lisa Mead says, he said, do you, he said, do you have to have a COVID jab to work on CX? I've heard that some sites insist on it. I've not actually had a site that's insist on it. The only one so far has been the NEC, which I had to do the other day, where you had to prove that you didn't have it, which, of course, I can prove I didn't have it. I did one of them test things that come up negative. That's fine. Um, we're back on the mask thing now, aren't we? Because the we're having a party party. You've told us that we've got to be back in the mask things, which is fine because, you know, we have to do it all. They don't. That's fine because that's number 10. And the number 10 isn't actually part of England, which is why uh, I think it's the Houses of Parliament is the only building in the entire country where you're actually allowed to smoke in it because I think that's all right. They, they can do that. They, they can smoke, but we aren't allowed to smoke in public places. But not I smoke anymore. My wife smokes. I don't smoke, but that's fine because they can do whatever they like. But we have to. But we do, having said that, have a moral responsibility to our fellow mankind. So, it's masks again. It's social distancing again. Just have to wait for this thing to blow over. I just hope it does. I mean, they say that this this uh, Omicron variant, which I believe is um, something out of RoboCop. Uh, is actually not quite as scary as the other bits, but a little bit of consideration to Mellow Man doesn't go amiss, does it really? So, And finally, in conclusion this week, uh, Steve Campbell says, because I met Steve. How are you doing, Steve? You're all right, mate. I hope you've done all right at, um, was it Peter Lee or, or what's his name, police station? I hope he's all right. Um, he, says, he says, I got a chance to read your first book when I was in the police station, um, which is... Um, Hang on to that thought. Christmas is coming. Um, I have just got into part two. I thought I had problems. And he also said, what's wrong with being a guest on the, on the Jeremy Kyle show? Because I think I mentioned that in the book. Uh, only kidding. I've been on the Jeremy Kyle show twice in 2008. even featured on the best bits of 2008 show. The show's now been removed for legal reasons. You don't say. <laughs> there you go, Steve. And finally, I did that video, which I've only just done, so any comments on that will probably come up last week about the fact that they're now using my videos to educate Americans to Cockney, which is interesting. Um, Philip Jeffrey says, Dustin Hoffman in Papillon, more like Ronnie Barker in Clarence. Yeah, you're probably right. It's been a long time since I saw Papillon, and I imagine Dustin Hoffman was considerably younger and probably had considerably more hair. But on that note... It's a good night from me. <laughs> take care. Take money. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.